This is the Ty Butler and Jake Asman Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm red hot. <laughs> I was like putting my my clothes on at home, readying to take that walk to blow off some steam because that's like the type of game that just makes you miserable. You're irate. You don't want to be around anyone. I got my two young kids there, so I don't want them to see me in that state. Uh, but the Jets, you know, to use the cliche, snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, and they find a way to get to four and three on the season ahead of a uh, now a big game next Monday night against the Chargers team that right now is up thirty to seven on the Bears. Feels like the ideal scenario, right? Chargers come in feeling good about themselves. They're going to be overconfident. They're a poorly coached team to begin with, and they got to come cross country to Jet Life Stadium tie. I love it. Jets are actually a one and a half point underdogs going into that game in the look-ahead line, which they're better off as underdogs because today they were a favorite and they very easily could have lost. The way I'm looking at it is from this perspective. They blew the Patriot game in week three. They should have won that game. They held New England to 13 points. Defense played their asses off. And yeah, that one blown coverage just, on, the, on the touchdown that was it. pass. Zach Wilson was just so bad. Was that, that Gusecki who got away for for the touchdown? Actually, but... it was uh, Farrell Brown, the former Texan and Brown tight end. Oh, yes. A guy that... No one has ever heard of until I just Julian was happy about Julian is a Patriot fan. Yeah, I, I found that out the hard way. I was dancing on the Patriots' graves week uh, week one when they were getting killed by the Eagles early in that game. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm so excited. Just cut, play tomorrow they, night. They, they came back. They, oh, they made it a game. They did make it a game. But at the time, I was like so excited how bad New England looked. And then Julian tells me, yeah, I'm a Patriot fan. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I just <laughs> I, I despise your team. You're by a good the way, guy. Julian, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Mac Jones threw another interception today. This one to Jalen Ramsey, who just came back off the IR. So the, the, at least you have that going for you, buddy. <laughs> I do like Julian's one. mustache. Thank you. Now, Julian's a good dude. No, he's I, a great guy. I, I, I just hate his team. I hate that he's a Patriot fan. Me too. And I also hate that it feels like this season's going to come down to week 18 in Foxborough against But don't worry. Rodgers will be the quarterback. I was watching him warm up today. He looked oh, good. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you brought that up. We were supposed to have uh, Greeny on the show today, but you know, there's a little bit of a scheduling he conflict. He canceled on me, Ty. I figured he'd want to be coming on because the Jets had this big win. I saw him at the Nick game the other night, and he said he'd be happy to do it. We were going to pre-record, and all of a sudden— it was the, a scheduling conflict. The, the, he, has, he has some things going on. He's got a big show tomorrow. So I think know, he suffered cardiac arrest watching the Jets. He <laughs> didn't have anything left to come off of us. He's got a big show tomorrow. So, you know, at some point in, later down the line, we'll be able to chat with uh, Mike Greenberg. But the reason why I bring him up is because I tweeted out, when I saw that video of Rodgers on the field, you know, doing like semi-dropbacks and, and throwing the football, my immediate reaction was, oh, Greedy's going to end up being right, and a bunch of people are going to owe this man an apology because they're calling him crazy. He's lost his mind. He's nuts. And Rodgers does look like, like I'm not a doctor, obviously, but he is, <clears throat> excuse me, he does look like someone who is well beyond like what the normal person would be at this point in their recovery. So Jet fans can dream a little bit about you know staying relevant long enough to get this guy riding in on a white horse to save your season. And all of a sudden, wait, Chiefs not that good? Or as good as we thought they were? Bills not as good as we thought they were? Bengals not as good as we thought they were? Miami, they only beat bad teams? I don't know. Cincinnati's rolling right now, but Joe, Joe Barrow is still going to be dealing with that calf injury the rest of the way. You can start to dream a little bit. No doubt. And you know, to the point I was making about the Patriot game, 
Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because you, you blew that game, that game's going to come back to bite you. It will. Unless you don't find a way to win a game you're not supposed to win. They beat the Eagles. And today, you know, it's one of those games where it's like, you should have lost. But you found a way to win this game. Like, you have to try and, like, cancel out the games that you blow. That you're, that like, no one's expecting the Jets to beat the Chiefs. We looked at that on the schedule. It's like, oh, well, they're not going to win that one. Like, this was a game today that if you're going to try and get to nine or ten wins to make the playoffs, you have to get. Because you already gave away a game earlier this year in New England or at home against New England that you needed to get. And that's why this game was so big. Yes, it's a non-conference opponent. But from the standpoint of just stacking wins in a AFC that's very mediocre right now, getting the 4-3 and three with two winnable games coming up now, home against the Chargers, then at Las Vegas, you could be looking at 6-3, and three, Ty, if you're the Jets, going into a huge back-to-back My, in Buffalo, Buffalo and then Miami. Black Friday – at MetLife, like there, there, there's a scenario where the Jets are six and three going into that crucial back-to-back against the two best teams in the division. Here was Robert Sala when asked his thoughts on the Jets getting the ball back with about 20 seconds left in the game. Well, first off, initially before the ball snapped, you know, we're thinking clock situation, get the ball down and get a shot to a Hail Mary. Thankfully, they free play, get the explosive and gave us a chance to get in field goal range. So, you know, it's a series of just sloppy ball all the way around. But they never ask how. They ask how many. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Salas always got those bars. He should uh, be a rapper uh, on his off time. Johnny's in Virginia Beach. What's up, Johnny? Hey, what's going on, Ty? What's going on, Jake, man? Hey, so... Jake, man, I did the same thing, bro. I was like, Zach got sacked. I'm going to go cut the grass and just go and do it. And my wife comes out screaming. The jerks are going into overtime. I'm like, no, Phil, stop playing around with me. I got to make the house look good. Okay, you, you know what you're talking about. No, so I'm like, all right, let me go check it in, dude. And I'm like, after the win, I had to take a nap. My blood pressure <laughs> was so high. It was Love it. Insane, How'd you sleep, man. Johnny? How, how could you take a nap after that? <laughs> Dude, I, I had to take something to calm me down, man, because I was pissed. You know, I was like, man, I'm about to hear it from my entire family. Everybody's going to come at me. They're all giant fans, you know, talking about how you guys still can't beat us, blah, 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 even though we beat them. Jets have now beaten them three straight. It's three straight times the Jets have beaten the Giants. But my biggest thing, man, and I've kept saying, especially like to all the guys in the Discord and on Jake's show, is Morstead has been a godsend to us, man. That dude is the biggest MVP that we've ever had, man. I think, well, 11 punts today, (laughs) twice in in the – dude, is crazy, and it's such an ugly game. But, look, it's a W. It's hard to get a W in the NFL. You know, it's done. We're on to the Chargers. Please beat the bricks off the Chargers, and let's keep – these three – these next three games were our must-wins. We -hmm. got one down. We got the next two. And I'm praying and I'm hoping, but I can't take more games like this, man. I'm aging. <laughs> I, I, I feel you, fast, man. man. It's either a painful and, loss or a painful win. Appreciate the call, John. You speak about the ugliness of this game. There were more punts than points. 24 punts to just 23 points. The Jets finished 
2 of 15 on third down, committed nine penalties for 85 yards, including four personal fouls. Here was Robert Sala on uh, too many personal foul penalties in this game. It's unacceptable because when you leave it in the refs' hands, whether you agree with it or not, it is what it is. You can argue the Quincy one wasn't, but the JJ one, third down, uh, Jermaine Johnson, unacceptable. I get it. You know, our guys play hard. They play fast. They play violent, and I love it, but we just got to understand we usually know where to draw the line. Today, it just, it just wasn't clean enough. Wow. That, that is probably the most critical I've ever heard Robert Sala better be. talking about a, a like Jermaine Johnson, who he loves. I have never heard Robert. That is a notable quote from Sala, because if you listen to this guy, he will go through the ultimate spin cycles to defend his players. That is the most critical you will ever hear Robert Sala talking about one of his players. That I mean, it was a, it was a big moment in the game that immediately led to a touchdown, and you're thinking— this is going to be the difference in this game. The Jets are going to lose to a team that has a quarterback who the head coach on the opposing sidelines is telling you can't throw the football. And it's going to come down to that play. So I'm glad he did it. I, I don't want coaches ripping their players, but that's a, a pivotal moment in the game and could ultimately become a pivotal moment in your season if you lose this to this Giants team. Because I said it on my radio show yesterday. If you lose to the Giants then everything's on the table. There's not a single game the rest of the way you look at it on the schedule and you say, oh, yeah, that's winnable. No, you lost that credibility because you just lost to the Giants, who I mentioned came into this game they were at minus 89 on the season and just looked abysmal. They, they'd gone almost four hours without scoring an offensive touchdown. So that, I mean, that was a huge moment in this game. Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Hey, I just wanted to chime in on uh, Zach Wilson. You know, he's the only quarterback who can still get props from Greg Buttle after the performance he put on. I know that last play was amazing, but, you know, those fumbles are his fault. And I think another thing is that he plays really bad in bad weather. And it's not like New York always has good weather. They have <laughs> bad weather all the time. <laughs> so I, just wonder when, I just wonder when Garrett Wilson's going to go off on him because he's been praising Zach Wilson, even though you can see he's frustrated. And then another thing is they scored on that Brees Hall touchdown, and they never gave Brees Hall that same play the whole game. Why don't you just emulate what you did well? Well, Subi, to- Brees, Brees did have a couple of drops, man. Like, they were they were trying to go at him in the passing game, but he had some big drops. I hear you. Oh, uh, maybe you want right. to see him in, in the screen game a little bit more, which they actually had one screen to him, and I appreciate the call, Subi. Uh, but it, 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 it was just a mess on offense for the Jets. Ty, second game in a row. Brees Hall is the second leading receiver for this team. Yeah. I mean, they they need another wide receiver is what that tells me. I, I love Brees Hall, and they should continue to use him as a weapon out of the backfield. But, you know, outside of the you know, great Lazard play at the end, too many drops by him. I mean, you got nothing today from Xavier Gibson. I know he got hurt, but it's not like he was doing anything before that. Where was Tyler Conklin today? C.J. Uzama only had one catch. I mean, you had seven catches by Garrett Wilson, three by Alan Lazard, that's it. No other jet wide receiver had a catch. I think it just highlights the need for this team to add another receiver by Tuesday's deadline. Uh, speaking of Alan Lazard, he said uh, he was asked, I should say, after the sack, did you think you had a chance? There's always a chance when there's time left. You know, especially with our defense, um, there's always a chance. Whether it could be a fumble, uh, a miss snap, uh, a pick. You know, we've seen it all. So, um, just got to keep keep our faith. 
We have seen it all. The Jets won a game today at, at, when their probability was down to 1.1%, which was prior to the Graham Gano missed 35-yard field goal in this game. So you get to celebrate a Jet victory. They improved to 4-3 and three on the season. The Chargers... Uh, after a 30-13 to win just now over the Bears right here on Sunday Night Football, will improve to 3-4 and four on the season. So it's a big game for them as well to try to keep their hopes alive in that AFC playoff picture for at least one day. Brandon Staley saved his job because, you know, it's been a, a hot topic. Could he get fired? And you figure if you lose to the Bears, uh, you're going to be getting that pink slip tomorrow. So big win for the Chargers. Should set up a nice uh, showdown between the Jets and the L.A. Chargers now. Next Monday night, uh, live from MetLife Stadium, a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler and Jake Asman Show. on. This game, I, I kind of figured this is the way the game would be played out. So we were, we were going to run the ball regardless, uh, the weather conditions, the way our defense was playing. Um, we knew it would be, you know, kind of a fourth quarter game. So that's, you know, felt comfortable with him, obviously running the, the offense. But again, the plan was, you know, we were going to keep, keep it on the ground quite a bit. Here was Saquon Barkley on the loss to the Jets this afternoon. This one definitely stinks. Um, <clears throat> we played a really good team. Got your hats off to the Jets. Uh, defense played great. Uh, O-line battled the tails off. Tommy came and did a great job. Um, we came up short. And how about Darren Waller, who was law? He was questionable coming into this game with the hamstring injury. He left in the second quarter with the hamstring. Here was Waller on the vibe in the locker room following that loss to the Jets. It hurts, man. It hurts when you, you know, think you have. You know, in this league, nothing's ever really just put away. You know, until the clock reads zero. So you you think that you have a chance to be able to close it out and. You know, it's a hard-fought game. Like that game turned into basically a street fight in the second half because you can't really throw the ball. But, yeah, to be on the losing end of that is really So no Andrew Thomas, no Darren Waller, no uh, Daniel Jones, no Tyrod Taylor, and the Jets needed overtime to beat the Giants today. Now let me ask you this, though. <laughs> because from a Jets standpoint, yeah, they, they got gifted a win. There's no doubt. But they played great against the Chiefs and lost. I'd rather play like they did today and win. That's why winning is so important in the NFL. It's let the great you, deodorant. Let me ask you this. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't get hurt, do the Jets win this game? No, but if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, do the Jets win today? So we could play we could play the injury game all day. You no, know? but this is something that happened in this game. Sure. Like it's 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 But I, okay, if West Schweitzer and Connor McGovern don't get hurt, maybe the Jets offense functions, Brees Hall is able to pop off one more run and they win. Like, you know, the the injuries were a huge part of the game for both teams today. I'm telling you, that's gonna be a, a narrative we, we see develop over the next couple of days. Uh, the giant whether it's the giant fan or someone who is not, you know, wanting to be all, you know, Rainbows about the Jet winning this. The Jets winning this game today is going to say if Tyrod Taylor does not get hurt, they do not win this game. They would be right, but to that I would then say, look, it's the NFL. Weird things happen. The Broncos just beat the Kansas City Chiefs today. The Cardinals earlier this season beat the Cowboys. Like it happens, and at least you won, and at least you played to that whistle. You played till the clock hit zero, and. You're leaving here four and three rather than oh, you played a great game and lost. But we saw that against the Chiefs. Like ultimately, as what was Robert Sala's line in the cup we played? It's like they're not they're not going to ask how they're going to ask how many. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, how many wins do the Jets have? Four. And you look at the rest of the AFC; they're right there in the mix to be 18, competing for a playoff spot and dare I say the division, depending on how uh, a couple things go these next couple weeks. You might lose me in the next two and a half minutes. 
Uh-oh. Lakers down six in Sacramento. They were just up five. What is this, like game four of the season? I, I know. Come on. At game four of 82, but you still can't give games away. LeBron gets a dunk, so it's not a four-point game. Is he still on a minutes restriction, or are they scrapped <laughs> well, that they blew. They blew past that when they needed him to come back and beat the Suns with no Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Let's hit Kenny in Staten Island, Kenny. who was at the game watching that yep, mess in the rain. What's up, um, Kenny? No, all good, all good. But Jake, pleasure watching the game with you and Joe B. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of pain. Felt like I was in a dentist chair for three hours. <laughs> I think every it, Jet fan felt life, that way, Kenny. Uh, just life is a Jet fan. Life is a Jet fan. But listen, they're four and three, basically without a quarterback. They got to get this fixed. And, and there's there's no quarterback they can go sign. There's no backups that are on the roster right now that are going to come in over Zach. I could see right now. And it seems like when Zach is playing no huddle, he does very well. I agree with I that. I want to see more than no huddle. Oh, I, and, I, and I'm sick of seeing empty backfield on third and one. Could we stop with the empty backfield on third and one and just go with the pro set offense, go go to, you know, fullback, breeze, and basically just ram it down the defense's throat and get the first down. So, But like I said, yeah, did we steal the win? Yes. But we've been on so many of these games on the other side of this <laughs> Jet fan. Yeah. And maybe the worm is turning, hopefully. You know and, something, you know, I, I, you know something, Kenny. So you were at the game on that Brees Hall touchdown. There's a flag on the field, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go again. Thought it was on the oh, Jets. Yeah. I thought it was. On, I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? As always. Are you As kidding always. me? But it was actually on the Giants to get the touchdown. It's seven to three. The action, and I appreciate the call, Kenny. You could the last two wins the Jets had that improbable win against Philly when Jalen Hurts threw that ridiculous interception, and now today's win. Like, these are games that they lose. Like, historically, like, we've been watching this team. They lose this game every time. That's why you can't apologize that they are winning this game, right? That's why at the end of the day, it's like you could play great against the Chiefs and lose. Cool. No one, no one's going to care. No one's going to remember that at the end of the day. You win this game, and now you move on. Like, you don't apologize for it. You take this win. You play better against the Chargers at home next week. You play better against the Raiders. And you get the 6-3 and three and give yourself the chance. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the league. They lost in Denver today to a... Bad Broncos team, the Jets beat by 10 points, and it should have been a lot more. It's a week-to-week league, man. I know it's cliche to say that, but that's really the truth, especially this year in the NFL. The Niners were the, the team of all teams. Well, they've lost three straight, ties, so yep. I am not going to apologize as a Jet fan for this win today. Did they get gifted a win? There's no doubt. But as Kenny in Staten Island said beautifully, we've been on the other uh, the other end of this, the other side of this so many times that enjoy it. Enjoy the fact they're 4-3. and three. And it's easier to learn from a win than it is to try and learn from your mistakes in a loss. Quick update. You might not lose me. Lakers just tied it. 113 all. 25 seconds left in the game. But a bad foul. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe you might lose me just after. Gabe Vincent. What are you doing there? You were just in the NBA Finals. You should have better IQ than that. Let's hit Lonnie Love in Long Island. What's up, Lonnie Love? Hey, Mr. Tyler. How's it going, brother? Jake. How you guys doing? Good What's up, to Lonnie? hear you. Uh, well, I'm a Jet fan, been 40-year Jet fan. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I, I tell you, Zach Wilson, I've seen enough. I don't I could, I could, don't have to see another game. He's a college quarterback. He's not a pro. And uh, our offensive coordinator, Hackett, we should have left him in Denver, never brought him here. No, they, didn't want, they didn't want him in Denver. So there was no leaving him in Denver. He he was uh, well, right, floating right, as so a free well, We should have never went near him, left him there. 
That's I the only what, way you were getting Rodgers, though, Lonnie. Like, I, I get it. You can you can be frustrated with, with, with Hackett and his play calling, but you were not getting Rodgers without Hackett coming here. So it was, I understand. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. I pray that, that Rodgers come back soon before the season get away from us. We got lucky. If that kicker makes one of those field goals, we lose the game today. It was a, a good win for us, but an ugly win. It was hard. I I was going outside, walking around. I, I I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. I don't want to. I'm I'm done. I don't want to see him no more. Hey. I'm sure he's receiving. I know Wilson. We're gonna lose the Wilson. Zach <laughs> Wilson is tired of this guy. He's just bearing with it because he's he's gonna be. He could be a much better receiver if he had a quarterback that could get him the ball. That's correct. Get sacked. I mean, I mean, if he's not throwing a sack, he's throwing interceptions. Lonnie. Or, I mean. Not just yes. that, not just Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall could be a much better running back if he had a better quarterback. And, uh, and he uh, would get the ball. Yeah? Um, uh, I tell you, the Jets, they almost gave it away today. I don't see them going to San Diego coming in there. San Diego is going to beat us because the quarterback, Herbert, is 10 times better than what we have. So I don't see us winning that game. I, it'll be a toss-up when we play the, the uh, Raiders. Because they, their situation is bad too, but I tell you, until we get rid of Zach and get on a new path, or if the great man comes back, that we have a shot. If that happen, we're done. I just that. want to say one thing about my Yankees. The Yankees, if they don't clean the house and start all bring some new talent and start all over, get rid of everybody, the mess, all everybody. They don't have a hidden coach, a manager, the, the deep everybody. They have to all go. Because they haven't done a good job here in New York. Okay, so Lonnie uh, wants to great. fire everybody. Got <laughs> Lonnie, uh, ill timed call for the the Yankee conversation, but you wanted to weigh in on yeah, the Yeah, I, I mean, we understand Zach Wilson is not very good. We all understand that. He is a backup. Look around the league and the amount of backup quarterbacks that are playing. And I, I'm going to push back on him just saying they're not going to beat the Chargers next week. Have you seen the Chargers play in primetime games? Are you aware who their head coach is? Are you aware that they come into this game now feeling really confident because they beat up on a crappy Bears team tonight on Sunday Night Football? Please. The Jets, who already have a win over Josh Allen, who already have a win over Jalen Hurts, who made Patrick Mahomes look human for a night, could absolutely take down Justin Herbert in primetime as the Chargers have to go cross-country next week. That's why today was so big, Ty. You played poorly and won. Now I expect them to play better at home next week, standalone game, and have a great chance to win, and then another great chance to win against the Raiders. They could easily be, as crazy as this is to say, 6-3 and three going in the Buffalo and then home against Miami on Black Friday. As much it was, as it was kind of cool to see the, the Chiefs lose today to the Broncos, it's a little annoying that we don't get to wear the crown anymore as the team that had held Patrick Mahomes to his worst game of the season. Because uh, he was pretty, he was pretty bad today. I know he had an injured hand, uh, but he and that offense uh, did not click. And I love that they were playing Taylor Swift in the in the Denver Broncos locker room. We'll go all around the league next, but before we do that, let's hit uh, Dennis in New Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey guys, how you doing, man? Listen, I understand what you guys are saying about Zach Wilson, but there's no other options out there. I, like Lonnie called in, he, like like we could get a quarterback tomorrow. Except going to happen. <laughs> This, us as Jets fans have to realize this is Zach Wilson's show this year. If Rodgers does come back at the end of the year, that's it. We just have to accept it. We have to accept it. But the elephant in the room, the biggest elephant in the room right now, is the two offensive linemen we lost. 
because I don't want to see him all of a sudden bring Brown back off IR and moving Becton over to right tackle and screwing up. Becton's playing decent left tackle. I think the only way, you should, unless they get Tipman back next week, you move Tipman to center and you uh, possibly uh, take the kid Newman and put him at guard and then leave Mitchell at right tackle. Yeah. And if that don't work, you're going to have to keep Newman at center and you're probably going to have to take the kid Kelly off of the uh, practice squad, put him at right tackle, and maybe move uh, Mitchell over to guard. I think Mitchell could be a good guard in this league, a solid guard. I think that would be something they'd like to do in the down the road. But, you know, you're not going to get offensive linemen unless you guys want to say there's a lineman out there we can get in a trade. That's well, why I called you. It's, I want to talk I, about I, the trade. Yeah, um, there aren't offensive linemen just readily available to be traded. Like Teams aren't giving them away, and I appreciate the call, Dennis, because like, typically you look at the sellers being bad teams, right? Those bad teams are selling off pieces for draft picks with the hopes of either getting a quarterback or continuing to build around their young quarterback. And if you're in that position, you're not just giving away good offensive linemen. And it's not like there's a team out there that's like, I've got seven just great offensive linemen, two to spare. Let's just give them away. It doesn't really happen that way. And then you have injuries where you need your quality depth that you're not going to trade either. I mean, here's the dirty little secret if you watch the NFL. Most teams have pretty poor offensive yeah. lines or have banged up units. Uh, the positive for the Jets from an O-line standpoint would be Joe Tipman did not go on injured reserve. I had my doubts when he first got hurt. Then you hear Salah say, well, he's a quick healer. And I'm thinking, well, he's probably getting his leg <laughs> amputated because anytime Salah publicly talks about a player coming back from an injury, you know, typically the, it's worst-case scenario. Like, oh, we're optimistic about AVT, torn Achilles, see you later. So, you know, I, I had my doubts, but – they had the bye. They had today. He's not going on IR. Or they would have done it already. So maybe he can come back, if not next week, shortly thereafter. Dwayne Brown, I know a lot of Jeff fans don't want to hear this. He's probably your best option yeah. to be on this offensive line bad. in some capacity. Oh, man. But how much of it was Rust week one coming off injury, and then week two he's facing Micah Parsons and he got hurt again? Like, Dwayne Brown was pretty good last year with a bum shoulder. I'm willing to at least give but him a chance. Now he's coming off of shoulder surgery. He's coming off of another injury, and he's like the oldest tackle in football. So, I mean, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. No, I, but I you, hear you. You need depth, You're in a position points. now where, look, because of the lack of alternatives – this is what you have at your disposal. Xavier Newman was pretty good today outside of the, the, the first snap. You know what I mean? Like, you got you to, gotta like, find some things here. Aside from the shooting, how was the play? Mrs. But, like, I mean, what did you expect? In the rain, he's never taken a snap from with Zach Wilson before. No, I'm with you. I'm just, like, I'm just saying that like, that was a pretty big fumble. No, 100%. But, like, they're in a tough spot, there's no doubt, but so are a lot of teams. Yeah. Like, that, that's why you got to hope that either Zach plays better, they could call better plays for him, and then I think a really a big thing in all this they need a receiver, Ty. You're not yeah. going to be able to find offensive line help, but you could you could find a receiver to trade Carl Lawson for Hunter Renfro. He barely plays for the Raiders. Get Renfro here. He would instantly be your second or third receiver. He's a possession guy. Like That's the type of move they need to kind of help this offense. They need a receiver. All right, we'll go around the league next. Ty Butler, Jay Gasman, going until midnight right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler and Jake Gasman Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Jake Asman going to the top of the hour. Let's go around the NFL. I thought we were going to uh, Rothenberg and Dave Oh, Stark. we didn't get the text I mean, yet. That, that, that'd be redundant. Rothenberg and Rick. Rothenberg DiPietro and Rick. DiPietro and Rothenberg. Or Rick and DNR. Dave. 
Yeah, Rick and Dave. Or Dave, Dave I'm Dave too cool D- to come on with you guys tonight. Cause... Or Dave and DiPietro. I like Dave and DiPietro. New show name? Double D's. Well, that one is going to be uh, fascinating with some of the <laughs> listener feedback there. <laughs> All right, let's go around the league. Uh, let's start with the Cowboys. They hung 43 on the Rams. They were up 33-9 at the half before the Rams tried to make it an interesting one. But Dallas kept on rolling. Dak, 304, four touchdowns, one pick. Deron Bland, he had a pick six in this game. How about this? The Cowboys have won their two home games by a combined 68-13 to with five sacks, seven takeaways, and two defensive touchdowns. The other home game they won, we know, was week two against the New York Jets. Stafford goes out with an injury, replaced by Brett Rippon. Cowboys rolling. They improved to 5-2 and two on the season. Meanwhile, the Vikings beat the Packers 24-10 to for their third straight victory. And you started to feel pretty good as you're watching this game. Justin Jefferson, he's on the IR, but he'll be, he'll come back. Vikings getting back to 500. But brutal news as Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles. And how about this, Jake? He's a free agent. So it sucks for uh, Minnesota. But for him, he was about to cash in. He's having a great season, but he'll be 36 next year. And he's coming off of a torn Achilles. Just brutal. I really feel for Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you watched the uh, the Netflix show Quarterback, where he was one of the guys. I didn't watch featured. it, but I heard about it. He he came across so likable on that show. Like you know, I never really disliked Kirk Cousins. I didn't really have a strong opinion on him one way or another. But after watching that show, I became a fan. Like I really was rooting for this guy, and that's just crushing to see. Now, look, maybe he goes to the same doctor Aaron Rodgers went to, <laughs> and he'll definitely be ready to go for week one next year. He's still going to get paid by someone. Too many teams need quarterbacks, but uh, that's a bummer because it seemed like he wanted to stay in Minnesota, didn't want to waive the no trade, wanted to finish it out this year, and obviously now his Vikings career is likely over, and the season, of course, is over, so that's just brutal news. Will Levis did something today for the Titans. Not only two other quarterbacks in NFL history had done four touchdowns in his debut, joining Fran Tarkenton and Marcus Mariota. Titans beat the Falcons 28-23. That's the most points they've scored in two years. They're now 3-4 and four on the season. Derek Carr needed a bounce back, and boy did he get one. 38-27 was the final score as the Saints beat the Colts. Carr was ripping his teammates. He's ripping his coaches. Did not look good blowing up on the sidelines, but he goes for 310 and two touchdowns, and they win that game by 11. Saints atop the NFC South, tied with the Falcons. Uh, so that's going to be a fun finish in that division. Meanwhile, I'm sorry, Julian, but Mac Jones, he's still throwing touchdowns, but to the wrong team. This one wasn't actually a pick six. It was just an interception to Jalen Ramsey. But Tua, 324, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, another touchdown. They win 31-17. This is a, uh, a Miami team that the Jets will play two more times the rest of the way. So that defense is going to you know, have a lot to deal with when you're looking at the potency of that offense. But it's still the Dolphins haven't beaten anyone good. They've got six wins, and the teams that they've beaten, doing the math in my head, have a combined, uh, I want to say, seven wins because it was five prior to this game. Have a combined seven wins, so we still there's still a lot to learn about Miami, but six and two is six and two, no doubt. And next week they play a really good team. They play in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs, who will come in off a brutal loss to the awful Broncos. So you know the Chiefs are going to be up for it. They're going to be motivated, trying to bounce back. And until Miami beats a good football team, Ty, how can we sit here and anoint them as a legit Super Bowl contender when anytime they played a good team, 
They don't just lose. They typically get blown out. They get blown out. We saw that last week against the Eagles. We saw it a couple weeks ago against the Bills. But you brought up the Chiefs. They came into this game in Denver. Mahomes never lost a road division game. The Chiefs had won 16 straight against the Broncos. 2,965 days ago was the last time they had won a game uh, against Kansas City. Peyton Manning beating Alex Smith. But 24-9 was the final score today in the Mile High City. Patrick Mahomes, two interceptions. You don't like that. As you mentioned, not good news for Miami because Kansas City is going to be ready to roll. And I do love that the Broncos were playing Taylor Swift in the locker room after this game. That's a fun little uh, fun little troll job by Shake them. Shake it off. Shake, Shake it, it off. off. I'm tired of Taylor Swift, man. Come She's on. She's no Beyonce. You don't respect greatness? I, I, I'm just annoyed by like this whole coverage that we're getting of her. Like, like last week, we need a cutaway to Taylor Swift because Travis Kelsey had a a 60-yard reception, and and we show her shocked. Shocked. Because the Chiefs' offense shocks you. If you're a football fan, you're shocked when the Chiefs move the chains. Man, you've been drinking a lot of haterade tonight, Ty. Yeah, I don't love it. 20-10 to was the final. Jacksonville beats the Steelers. That's good news for the Jets because the Steelers will be in that wild card uh, competition. They dropped to four and three. Trevor Lawrence goes for one touchdown, one interception. How about this? The Commanders were up fourteen to three on the Eagles. This is a team they played very well. It was close late, but ultimately Philadelphia was able to corral the victory. Thirty-eight to thirty-one was the final score. Sam Holliday had four touchdowns and one interception. But I thought the biggest moment in this game, the tush push, fumbled. It failed, which is great news for the Eagles because now. That's all the support and ammunition you need to tell the league, no, it's not a cheat code. It does fail sometimes. So it's maybe not they 100%. On, maybe they fumbled on purpose. It's like Steph Curry shooting a free throw. He's at like 92% in his career. Like there is an 8% chance he might miss it. Yeah. This is a, by the way, this, this just popped into my head. Jordan Poole last night, did you see the highlight? He shoots a three in the corner. And then he turned around, Turned around, right? around yeah. and missed. Like, are you kidding me? You can't. You can't. That's like, uh, who also did that? Nick Young did that, right, years ago? <laughs> oh, my God. Great Jordan Nick Poole. Young. Uh, let's go to Carolina. It was a, a battle of the young rookie quarterbacks. A battle. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. And it's interesting because there are some rumors that Frank Reich actually wanted C.J. Stroud. Uh, so it's a fun one. Carolina wins 15-13 to 13 over the Texans. They pick up their first win of the season. Young goes for 235 and one touchdown uh, for the win in Carolina. So this game was so interesting to me, Ty, because, you know, I, I'm a native New Yorker back in town, but I did radio for the ESPN station in Houston for five years. And this past offseason on our afternoon show down there, I mean, it was debating Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, who's better? And early on this year, C.J. Stroud's been great. Like, he has not just played well for a rookie. He's played well for any quarterback. Yep. Statistically, you could make a case he's a top-10 quarterback. And it just shows you why the NFL is the NFL. Because today, the Panthers, who are 0-6, take down a Texans team that was 3-3. Three and three, yeah. Vibes are high. Panthers win. And Bryce Young actually gets the win over C.J. Stroud. So, it's just like that reminder of you can't form full opinions or make your evaluations final when it's such a week-to-week league, especially when it comes to young quarterbacks who are still going through it, what, seven career games into their NFL livelihoods? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Week-to-week league, the Broncos beating the Chiefs today. You had, uh, like you said, a winless Panthers team beating a, a up-and-coming Texans team. 
You had uh, the Jets almost losing. And not that the Jets are some great team, but almost losing to the Giants on a third-string quarterback. How about this, though? Consistency. We like to see it. The Ravens get a win in Arizona. 31-24 to was the final score. At some point, we're going to have to get Lamar Jackson involved in the MVP conversation. Uh, he only had one touchdown today, but that offense has been clicking. Uh, he had just 17 yards rushing. It was really Gus Edwards doing the damage on the ground. But Lamar, buck 57 through the air. He's been playing well. The Ravens are now 6-2 on the season and atop that AFC North division. Such a week-to-week, uh, week-to-week, week, man, right? I mean, one second the Ravens are, are losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple weeks ago. Yeah. People are killing Lamar Jackson. They lost week to Gardner Minshew. Yeah, a great point as well. They lose to Minshew, a backup quarterback. And then today they go out there and they kind of do their thing. Like, good win for them. Cardinals are scrappy. They kind of play hard. But you can honestly make a case, especially with the Chiefs losing now. The Ravens now, maybe the new team we're going to and anoint Ty. Yeah. Who are they playing next week so we can bet against them? Because <laughs> it's funny. It's the curse of being anointed the new team. We've seen the Cowboys fumble that. We've seen the Niners fumble that. We've seen the Bills and Dolphins fumble that. We've seen the Eagles fumble it. And today the Chiefs fumbled it. Speaking of the Bengals, they've won three straight games. Remember, they were dead in the water at one and three. But Joe Burrow said, I got this. And they scored 31 points today. Joe Burrow uh, was pretty awesome going for 283 and three touchdowns. Joe Mixon had a touchdown as well as the Bengals hand the Niners their third straight loss. Brock Purdy, two interceptions in this game uh, after coming out of concussion protocol. So that's a tough loss for the Niners. And by the way, the Seahawks today beat the Browns. So the Seahawks right now are in first place in that NFC West division. How about that? And the Niners, once again, another example of a team that was anointed. 6-0 start. They've lost three straight now. And now there's some major questions with some injuries. I mean, Purdy, is he coming back down to earth? This is now, what, two straight games yep. where he has not played great? Uh, some questions with the Niners. It's It went from, wow, this team might go 17-0 after they were blowing out the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football to, well, how good are the San Francisco 49ers now? Yeah, and Debo's out for a couple of weeks with that hairline fracture. Christian McCaffrey did have a touchdown, uh, so I believe he's tied the record. Uh, meanwhile, tonight you had the Chargers win 30-13. to Tomorrow night you will have Raiders at Detroit on Monday Night Football. Andrew 919-3776. We wrap the show when we return right here on 9870 ESPN. We, we can't end it without hearing from what I talked about earlier. Flavor Flav singing the national anthem. We got some excerpts. Can't play the whole 220. Uh, but here was Flavor Flav on the Oh Say Can You See part. Oh, oh, say, can you see? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That our flag was still there. And the rock is red <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? I think it's a very good idea. I'm Oh man! Shout out to favorite Flav, Public Enemy, yeah, Chuck D. But that's that's awful, man. Uh, Jake, you think you, you want to give me a rendition of the "Oh Say Can You See" before we get off the air? Oh say can you see by the dawn's early light the New York Jets are four and three. He with the big game next Monday night. Appreciate you guys for tuning into the show. Jake, this was awesome, man. Ty, you are a legend, my friend. I know we've done one other show 
together before, but to do it in studio tonight for the first time, epic. Yo, thank you guys for listening to the show. Tune in to DPHR Rothenberg, 6 a.m. right here on 9870 ESPN.